0: Welcome to episode 51 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little better, you're in the right place. If you would, take a moment right now to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Christmas is all about the birth of our Savior. Jesus. But that wasn't the only birth written about in the Bible. Marina Hoffman is an author, biblical scholar, and speaker. She teaches at Palm Beach Atlantic University and is the author of a small group Bible study called Women in the Bible. She's here with on Elizabeth's role in the Christmas account. Thanks for taking the time to share your teaching with us. Thank you. You know, as we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, there's another birth that happened actually before Christ was born, and that was John the Baptist Give us a little bit of background into this story and these two babies that were both created around the same time.
1: We find this story in the Gospel of Luke, and the context Luke gives us is that he wants to start with eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. And, Therese, I find it so beautiful that our story of all the miracles and the wonder of the nativity begins with the story of Elizabeth, who is an eyewitness. She's there before Christ is even born and a minister of the word. Would you tell us some of the
0: background of Elizabeth and Zachariah and and how this was such a remarkable thing during this time?
1: What a woman Elizabeth is. Luke tells us she was righteous before God. She walked blamelessly before God. She was completely obedient to all God asked of her. What an introduction, right? Already she is way up there as a wonderful role model of faithfulness for us. But then Luke tells us that even though we read of her godliness, she had no children. And Luke says that she was old. So Teresa, I think Luke is setting us up to say, here's a godly person, and yet she faces the an impossible situation, one that she's certainly been praying for and longing for all her life. So what is God going to do in Elizabeth? And of course, how does that prepare us for what God is about to do in Mary's life as well?
0: This idea that she longed for something is not foreign to most of us. I mean, you hardly meet someone who hasn't longed for something in their life, and especially Longing for a baby is such a common desire. God doesn't always answer that in the same way He did for Elizabeth, though. And so there's a lesson to be learned there that God doesn't always give us the same thing.
1: Yeah. And I think even when we look at the picture of Elizabeth, we realize that there's a sense we all can feel like somehow we failed God or we weren't righteous enough. And I think she also struggled with it. You know, she, Luke tells us there's a sense of shame around her and she hides even when this miracle is happening. And I think, as you say, all of us can relate to having this impossible situation and the call to wait, which is so hard in our world, isn't it? Waiting and waiting and continuing to pray and pressing into God, even when the situation seems impossible and it seems that God is taking forever to answer our prayer.
0: One of the most amazing things about this Christmas season is that as we look at the biblical account, it is a time of miracle after miracle. And and this is really the first one, Elizabeth's pregnancy, wouldn't you say?
1: yes amazing here we have elizabeth starting us off and you know Therese, so many times in scripture scripture we have an incredible story that happens in israel and yet the beginning it narrows in on the life of a woman and that person that woman prepares us for this story and here we see that same old testament pattern reflected in luke's writing luke elizabeth's pregnancy is the first miracle among so many in the nativity story And we can say that here God is preparing us to believe that the miraculous is possible, even when in human terms, it is so unlikely. And in that sense, I think Elizabeth is a sign to all of us. And certainly Luke sets up Elizabeth as a sign to Mary as well. And in fact, the angel tells Mary that her cousin Elizabeth is pregnant. And imagine Therese Mary's faith in that moment being built up and saying, wow, the very thing that God did for Elizabeth, God can also do for me. And I think even we see this continued in the life of Elizabeth's son, right? Just as Elizabeth prepares us for the miracles of Christmas. Her son John the Baptist and his message prepares us for the ministry of Jesus with that message of salvation and a call to all of us to prepare our hearts for the Messiah, and especially in this season of Christmas. This
0: appearance of the angel, I mean, angels are obviously something that we see throughout the Christmas account. What are the role of angels in Scripture, and how much emphasis should we put on them as believers in 2021?
1: Mostly the angels come with a message that proclaims something good that is about to happen. And so often it's to one individual. It's a very personal experience. And typically the angel begins by saying not to fear. And I think today, how do we place angels For me, Therese, I step back and say angels were messengers of God. Very powerful, very dramatic. But there's one thing that stands out to me is when this messenger came, the people knew. The people listening to this angel knew they had heard from God. And I look at my own life and say often, God... How are you speaking to me today? And how beautiful, Therese, that we all have the Bible accessible, The the people in Scripture didn't have, but today we have God's Word readily accessible. If we want to hear from God, we can open up our Bibles and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. But also, I think God does send us messengers in many different ways. So I'm thankful for you know, the different people and resources in our life where God speaks to us, although it might not be as dramatic as an angel. And we also have the Holy Spirit,
0: which I think sometimes we discount as believers. You know, we we have God, the creator, and then we have Jesus, the savior, and and Jesus, the the baby, you know, during this season. But then we go, oh, and P.S., there's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is God's messenger now, right?
1: Absolutely. And I love that you raise the Holy Spirit because in my own life, I think, I know for sure the Lord gives me a strong impression, but no matter how many times I feel like I'm so sure I've heard of the Lord, I always doubt and I always hold back. And for me, I almost need God to confirm it two or three times before I have the courage to even share with my husband what I feel God has impressed on our heart. So for me, I I feel the Lord does speak and I know I can doubt, but how good when I don't doubt and, you know, the Lord will impress on me maybe to go encourage someone or to call someone. Even then, Therese, I can doubt and wait a day or two, but I love it when I have the boldness to just do what I know the Holy Spirit is saying to me in that moment. But of course, my faith has no comparison to Mary and Elizabeth. These women, they hear from the Lord and they don't doubt, they believe right away. It's It's very inspiring to me. And we have the Holy
0: Spirit present in this account, too, uh, because it talks about how Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit when, when the baby, her baby, leapt in her womb when she sees Mary.
1: Oh, yeah, beautiful that the Holy Spirit through this child responds to Mary. And it's a reminder to all of us. It's powerful when the Holy Spirit resides in us. And again, how do we interpret that moment, right? I think if it was me, I probably would have said, oh, it's just the baby kicking. But again, the perspective Elizabeth brings and the challenge to us in part is to see the world through what God is doing, and she believes and she knows that that leap in her womb is the Holy Spirit, and it comes at the moment when Mary appears. It's a beautiful story, and again, a reminder to say, "Yes, we live in a human world with human events, but how is the Lord working through all these things to speak to us in powerful ways?" And how beautiful that we too, people of faith, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What a powerful statement to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have the same power that brought Christ into the world within us.
0: I think it's a beautiful picture of fellowship that we have these two women. We have Elizabeth and Mary who are connected in life already, but then they share this bond of being pregnant at the same time, these miraculous pregnancies. And now even God does give us the gift of of other women in our lives that we are not meant to just exist as little islands, you know, that we're to be in tandem, that sometimes we go through uh, hard situations or joyful situations or just unusual things that God uses to pull us together.
1: Yeah, the whole idea of community is certainly a challenge I think we face today more than ever before. And I think the whole society is being pushed more and more to make us isolated and to make us really on our own, separated from others. But I think especially as people of faith, people of conviction who want to make a difference in the world, who want to stand up for truth, It's so essential for us to be in community and to have the kind of support that Elizabeth and Mary gave to each other. And on the positive side, it's beautiful, right? They share the experience of pregnancy together. But in another aspect, they both share their struggles, the shame, right, that they face. Mary knows that she's going to be. I'm ridiculed for this pregnancy. Few will believe it's from the Lord. So how good to have comfort of friends, not only to spur us on to good things and to good works, but to walk through us in our pain and our suffering. And you know, Therese, I went through a very serious trauma And I lost so many friends through that, but really the few friends that were able to walk with me through the very dark days, that to me was life. And how important that we pray for those kind of people that will be there through the good times to rejoice, to celebrate, and will also walk through us when we're going through great hardship.
0: And we also have testimony, really, in this time with Elizabeth that Her neighbors and relatives saw what God did. I mean, they had to have looked at the two of them and been like, really, you guys are having a baby? And there's no doubt that God is in the middle of that. So as believers in Jesus, we have such an opportunity to share the joy of this season with the world around us.
1: So beautiful, Therese. You know, we also read in Luke that Elizabeth had hid herself for five months. And yet by the end of the story, as you refer to, Luke tells us her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her and they rejoiced with her. And here there's this story where for whatever reason, Elizabeth is hiding. And yet how I think it's a sad moment in the story, really, the pressures on her to hide and the sense of shame. And yet God has actually delivered her from the shame of infertility in the ancient world. And when that word finally gets out, maybe to her surprise, her friends, her relatives, her neighbors rejoice with her. And what a beautiful reminder that when we go through hard times, when we go through suffering and struggle, if we will share what God has done to us, it will be life and joy to those around us and even build up their faith that God can do the same for them.
0: It is something how the enemy likes to to give us this veil of, of shame that really prohibits us from telling people what God has done. So often we get tripped up in the, you know, what I did versus the what God did, and we miss an opportunity sometimes uh What an insightful takeaway from the life of Elizabeth, so many things that I had never even thought about. So we will continue this chat specifically talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, on our next episode.
1: Thank you so much, Therese. It's so true. Elizabeth is such an inspiration, and I hope your listeners really take away... The promise of God in her life that no matter the impossible situation we face, God works in wonderful ways beyond what we can ask or think, however that works out. And also the encouragement to share that testimony with others and bring them joy and watch them celebrate all God has done in our life. Connect to Marina
0: and her teachings on the show notes of this episode. And join us next week as she digs into the role of Mary, the mother of Jesus. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday. If you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? From news to kids to faith, you'll find a favorite on demand at familylife.org slash podcast.